Welcome to the process of progress, an ongoing conversation between two friends and sometimes other creators about removing resistance, moving forward, and manifesting your desired reality. If you've ever been at a loss with these frequently touted higher concepts, you're not alone. We're figuring it out too. Please join us for our bi-weekly check-ins where we test out some real-life applications, review our blunders and successes, and keep our faith in the, the process, process of, of progress. progress. I'm gonna sing our intro. I'm so here for it. (laughs) My name's Cecilia, and I'm with Hollis, and this so happens to be the process of progress. Oh, you even made it rhyme? Wow, I'm so impressed. (laughs) That's what an open throat chakra will do for you. Uh, but that's all I got. I only got that one verse. Um, if I come up with more, I'll, I'll stick them in the podcast later, maybe it, during edits. But um, yeah, we're here. We're recording. Uh, mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. some exciting stuff to talk about. Uh, our last mm-hmm. episode blew our brains. and It was so amazing. Mm-hmm. I came downstairs after recording that because I was staying at my aunt's in Detroit. And she, and I was just like, it took me, I think like a good couple hours before I felt like my feet were on the ground. <laughs> like it was just, it was great. I, okay. So I've had, um, I've never done shrooms and I promise this has a point that's related. I've never done shrooms. Uh, but the, the conclusions that I hear a lot of people talk about when they do shrooms has to do with having tremendous compassion for their fellow humans and we're all one et cetera all these beautiful messages that are often linked to enlightenment and I just had similar feelings and I kept thinking I was like is this (laughs) this this is I'm pretty sure this is not like shrooms but I feel like I'm getting that like euphoric high of I don't know I just kind of went into things feeling really good and kind towards people in a way that I haven't felt mm. in a long time. <laughs> it's, mm. like, it's like, I love I've that. been so down on humanity lately. Cause I'm just like, we suck. We're destroying everything. This pandemic as a result of us just being horrible and out of balance with our environment. And then after that, I was like, well, nah, humans are, humans are fine. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> We're just crazy sensitive people. Yeah. That's really interesting that that's what you got out of it after we talked a lot about like cults <laughs> and manipulative <laughs> relationships. Well, well, we we did talk about all that crazy <laughs> stuff, but it was still from an empathetic perspective and, and, and yeah. how like to view even that as like people are, are just so empathetic those are the people that are like hypersensitive and 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 hyper empathic and how badly we actually need them and how you know they've been taken advantage of that that was my coming off of it but um did you did you have any like after you got your feet on the ground did you have any experiences that really resonated with you and you kept you know you carried with you you know 
I don't know. Like when I was doing, when I was putting together the show notes, I was, there were so many moments that I kept going back over that I was like tremendously intrigued by. Mm -hmm. I think the part that just like continues to really strike me is when she said that if you don't know how to handle your emotions and somebody else will handle them Mm. for you. Like I just think about that and I think, and I think I'm still, the reason why I haven't been able to think about anything else is because I'm still digesting that one because I think about how, for how long we as a world, or I mean, at least for the United States, the people in in this culture have been like emotionally, um, or just who, who have not been given the tools to be emotionally literate and emotionally open, even with themselves and how, how that set people up for so long to just be thrown around by other people and how, like if you came away from like a really uh, with a really optimistic perspective, I'm like, wow, we're all just so damaged. <laughs> like we're all so sensitive and we're all so damaged and we just like we just don't have the tools and that makes me more, definitely more empathetic mm-hmm. all around because I'm just like everybody's just struggling and doing the best they can, but then there's a part of you that's like wow, I, I want to do more to get this information out there. Like I am so fascinated by the study of emotions. Mm, yeah. And I think it's because I've always considered myself a very emotional person. Cancer. As a little you baby cancer. cancer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just like to be able to actually speak about them clearly, to be able to put words mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Um, I'm just like... I want to be able, I want more people to be able to do this. I think it's just so empowering. Um, yes. And until you reach the end of your, um, at the end of what you just said, I was almost about to say, this is a really rare moment, Hollis, when I'm the one that came away with an optimistic conclusion and you're the one that came away with the more negative one. This is exceptionally <laughs> rare. And then you're like, but it's empowering. I was like, never mind. <laughs> we got there (laughs) I mean yeah I don't know if if my perspective was necessarily pessimistic but it was it was like I guess it was just it there is definitely a lot of real like there's a lot of sadness that I feel Mm. like I I have knowing all this information and knowing how like I even just thinking about the people in my life who are who are very closed off to even experiencing their own emotions and how hard it is for them to kind of get through a lot of things in their life because they just don't know how to get close to what they're feeling to even be even to get anywhere to where they could talk about it and open about it, open themselves up about it and live life a little more relaxed. So I guess that's really what it is. I don't know if it's necessarily pessimistic, but it's, (laughs) It's sad. In my yeah. mind, I'm like, oh, like we're all just in a lot of pain. Is that pessimistic? No, it's, <laughs> Is that like the negative no, side? No, it's, it's not. It's it's not. Um, it, I think sadness is a, is a good way to describe it and far more accurate. Um, and we have those words to describe those things now. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I know. I'm like, oh, I know this difference between sadness and grief. (laughs) Yeah, I still can't get over how quickly I'm recognizing that in like those kinds of things in other people. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's like recognizing what's kind of going on under the surface, and like, oh, oh, they're they're. I can tell I pissed them off. Just like you know, just just slightly, just just in a teensy tiny mildly irritating way but just being like oh I did that and then automatically knowing that it's because yeah. I crossed a boundary of sorts and it's like oh shit because there was uh-huh. um, oh my uh-huh. god there was this guy at work that um, spent a long time spent a long time in the hospital because of COVID and he's back at work mm. and I uh, I genuinely genuinely was like uh, we were talking about getting uh, vaccinated, and I asked him, I was like, are you going to get vaccinated? Not really. Because, like, in my head, I was like, well, you've already, you've had COVID, like, hardcore COVID. Like, would you need to get vaccinated? Like, I didn't know that. He just mm-hmm. looked at me like, are you fucking stupid? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and his, his response was, yeah, I need it. And he got, like, really huffy, and I was like, I... Oh dear. Oh dear. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess that was a bad question to ask when you basically had a near death experience. And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But it was was like that instantaneous knowing of what I had done and that it's like, okay, I crossed a boundary. And it was like this whole like long file Mm -hmm. of thoughts went through my head of like, why and how and like how to try to backtrack and correct it. And and then, and then I was sitting there going Mm -hmm. like, and the backtracking is, is the shame and the fear and the I feel like it's going to take a while for me to be like, to, to really fully integrate it in a way that's just natural yeah. and it's not disruptive <laughs> where I'm like, Oh my God, I just noticed that. And then my mind goes away from whatever was just happening in front of me to, Oh, I saw them experiencing this emotion. Now what do I do? How do I handle this emotion? When I experience that emotion, I feel this and that's what I saw in them. And like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> needless to say, like, there was, there's the work of that one book, which I want to read so many other of her books. I want to read the new books that are coming out that she referenced, but also so many, so many amazing moments in our conversation mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I mean, I feel like I want to go back and listen to it. Um, and again, listen to her talk yeah. all day. No, it was great. <laughs> there was, um, there, have you, after the, because we've talked about sexy truck commercials. There was, Mm -hmm. uh, there's, have you heard the song of two trucks holding hands? Have you ever heard that? No. Oh, girl. All right. Might need to put this one in the show notes. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Oh, I will, but you have to send it to me. I will, because the, the, the first line of that song was, was, uh, two trucks having sex, two trucks having sex, my muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that's the sexy truck commercial. It's exactly what it is. Oh God. <laughs> and that's like, it was definitely going through my head, uh, uh when I was listening to the podcast. And so I was like, I don't want to suffer alone, which is why I'm telling you about it. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much. 
so much for sharing, Seas. I can't wait to hear this song. I think you can. Uh, I think you can. All right. Um, so, your homework. <laughs> your homework. Yeah. <laughs> I am so, so excited to talk about the homework. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Well, I'll intro what okay. the homework assignment was, and then you can you can go for it because you are clearly very excited about oh talking gosh. about the homework. Your method sounds more organized. Let's definitely do that. <laughs> okay. So the homework that Carla McLaren gave us was to think about someone who we can easily empathize with. Oh, and by the way, this was called emotional badassery mm-hmm. <laughs> or empathetic badassery. Yes. So. Uh, to think about somebody who we easily empathize with and then make a list of why. And then to think of somebody who we have a very hard time empathizing with and write down your list of why. <laughs> and then compare notes between both lists. Yeah. So, Cecilia, yes. what did you discover? Well, um, I, I specifically heard... Uh, she mentioned uh, groups of people, and so mm-hmm. I, I did it on groups of people. Yes. Um, I didn't feel like ousting anyone individual on the podcast, so <laughs> I was like, mm. we'll do groups. Um, oh, I'm not naming yeah. names when I talk about my <laughs> Wait, did you do individuals? <laughs> oh, this oh, is yeah. perfect. Okay, no, this is perfect, because <laughs> I did groups, you did individuals. Okay, we're going to... This is great. Yes. Um, okay, so okay. My, my group that I easily empathize with is the Alphabet Mafia. I just look up to that community <laughs> so much. <laughs> I don't even know who the Alphabet Mafia L- is, are. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. oh the LGBTQ plus A. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All the letters. <laughs> Got All it. the letters. So, um... Amazing. <laughs> and I really I just I I admire I admire them so much and it's it had a lot to do with like it's it is pretty distant from my own experience and I Mm -hmm. and so that was part one of the reasons that I wrote down it's like it's really it's pretty far off from my experience um being a cisgender white female that married a guy so um not a lot of challenges on that front for myself. So it's like another reason was like I put down, I was like, I think they're really brave. And I wrote down a lot about um, diversity and how I think it's like, I think they're helping people understand how diverse humans actually are instead of like pigeonholing them into a, mm-hmm. a specific kind or way or whatever. Like it, it's like, it's like it, it, it just widens the spectrum and and widens mm-hmm. your perception. And so, um, let's see, what did I write? I got, um, I empathize with like, like I really have a lot of empathy for trying to be who they are and having really been suppressed and like suffering for it. And in some cases, even like giving their lives for it. It's like, wow, it's like your individuality has been completely and, squashed and you really have to fight for it and that kind of tied back into bravery and then um mm-hmm. those were the big ones like and everything I kept writing were just more nuanced versions of of those of those talking points mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. yeah I just 
yeah, just really have a lot of a lot of empathy and admiration for for them, everyone, everyone in that group. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and so then I really tried to think of something different because I was like, this is so polar opposite. But um, nothing else really came to my head, and I was like, well, somebody I don't have a easy time empathizing with are uh, white male bigots. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say white Pretty nationalists. It's gotta much. be. It's gotta be like Pretty in that realm. Much. Okay. And it was. Um, I have a few, in, you know, just my family. They don't listen to this podcast, so they don't know. But anyway, um, so. <laughs> this is the one episode that do. Yeah, exactly. Ah, no. shit. <laughs> I'm not naming names, but yeah. Um, and I've always had a really hard time empathizing because it's like literally for almost the exact opposite reasons of, of what I said before. It's like, it's like you're so close minded and you just want everyone to be the same. And you're just so fucking afraid of like anything new and you just want to preserve your resources. And that's all you fucking care about. And you just want to keep the status quo. And on top of it all, it makes no sense to me. Why? It mm-hmm. makes no fucking sense to me. Why you just hate <laughs> this particular group? I don't get it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was, I was like, oh, okay. So, um, and really what I got from the list was that when it came down to, um, it was, I did write down that, like, it comes from fear. It comes from a place of self-preservation mm-hmm. and fear. And I s- just have a really hard time empathizing with um, that selfish kind of fear where it's like, this is mine. These are my resources. I want it to be this mm. way. Um, I have a mm-hmm. hard, hard time with it. And even writing the list, I was trying to find some sort of like, well, they were probably traumatized as a child. and You know, like... Even then, having a hard time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I was, um, it, there was that. And I'm going to ponder on, on having that hard time finding a good reason to empathize. But there was also, it was very much like, oh, this, this really points to a lot of my core values. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hearing you, talk about this and you clearly brought up bravery and you clearly brought up fear Mm. and the difference between the two being one group might be very scared but continues to to um seek out justice for themselves Mm -hmm. and be really courageous in their advocation and their individual individuality and like striving for themselves and the other group might be really scared and is instead acting it out through hatred and separation and um and that's what I'm gathering Hmm. from what you said so um which is interesting because I would say that Mine, even though my reasons are mm-hmm. different, I would say it's kind of similar. really. And that's so, a fantastic analysis, yeah. by the way. So I would love to hear, hear your <laughs> side to all of this. Well, the person that I can clearly empathize with, um, I actually, I one of the first things that I I put was 
genuine, mm-hmm. that they're genuine. Um, and that we have, we actually have similar life experiences, which I think makes it easy for me to empathize mm-hmm. with them. Um, but they display a lot of honor or they are very honest and have proven to be trustworthy and that they communicate their emotions very clearly and openly. Mm-hmm. And there has never been a reason for me to dist- distrust them. And I've seen them hurt. Mm. And so there's this real expression of vulnerability. And I think that that um, allows me to really access access all of the all the ways that I can can empathize with them because there's just like a clear creation of of trust um, and then the the there's two people <laughs> who I can't empathize with that I chose specifically uh, not naming names um, but they outright deceive people. Mm use people for their own gain, um, show vulnerability scarcely Mm -hmm. and are not open with their emotions and often use their, when they do experience vulnerability, they, um, leverage it to then become more controlling, Mm -hmm. domineering and judgmental. Mm. So for me, (laughs) this list, I think felt more, like it was how people, how people I've interacted with. And even if I think about it on like a larger spectrum, there's a sense of um, honesty and integrity and genuineness that the people who I easily empathize with uh, exhibit Mm -hmm. and the people who I don't empathize with. um, I... Like, it's, it's funny because, like, these two particular people in my life, I, I have definitely um, empathized with them, but by doing so, I've put myself in compromising positions mm, with them yeah, yeah, in yeah. our relationships. And so I'm, I feel like I'm straddling this line of, like, uh, where I feel like I have to turn off empathy with them, yeah. where I have had, turn, had to turn off empathy with them because it's compromising my own integrity and my own sense of self. Mm-hmm. But those, those people, it's like, I may be able to see that they're hurt and I may be able to see where it's coming mm-hmm. from. Um, but it's, it's forcing me to feel less empathetic towards them and to really, really not like them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, and, th- and in that sense, I feel like it's similar to your list. Well, and yes, <clears throat> I, yes. And the, the big themes that I like listening to you talk that I noticed was it's like, well, as the big follow through was like individuality. It's like, it's like yours was mm-hmm. described on a more personal level. Um, and you're ta- it's like, you have a hard, it's like you don't like, I can't. I can't be myself around you. Therefore I don't like you. And it's like a huge part of that self is, is vulnerability and that Mm -hmm. vulnerability listening to you talk sounds like a really important theme for you. Um, like, Mm -hmm. like I, I, I would put myself in that same boat 
recently I've heard you talk a lot about it, even our conversation before we started recording had a lot to do with vulnerability. And now mm-hmm. listening to you, you talk mm-hmm. about this, I was like, I was like, I'm, I think I'm putting, I'm like, I think I'm putting something together about my friend Hollis. <laughs> so not that I didn't know that already, but like, you know, it's in a little more forward, obvious manner where it's like, yeah, no, vulnerability is a big one. And that has a mm-hmm. lot to do with individuality. So. Yeah. But also how people, how people work with their vulnerability. Mm. Because mm-hmm. again, with your with your two groups of people, like the group that you can't empathize with, they might be feeling vulnerable, but the way that they're expressing it out into the world is really harmful mm-hmm. and hurtful and hateful. And and the other group is like, I'm vulnerable and I'm still showing up and I'm yeah. you know, and I'm gonna show up even if that means my life. Yeah. You know? And um yeah. So it's like what people do with it. I am so curious what, what Carla would say about our list. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's like turning into homework, literally. I mean, like, what do you think? Do we get an A? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Did I get an A plus, please? I'm also curious, like, you and I are very similar. And so I'm curious, like, if, if somebody else were given this assignment, what they would do, mm. you know, what they would say. And if there would be a similar, if there would be similarities mm. and what the differences would be, you know? That's a really good question. Cause I'm looking at this and what, after what you just said, I'm like, wow, I really want my husband to do this because mm. my husband is the most empathetic person I know. Like when I'm mm. downing mm-hmm. the hater rate and I'm like, fuck this person. He's just like, here's their <laughs> perspective, Cecilia. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> So just constant, <laughs> constant, constant empathy. It's just constant to the point where I'm just like, stop it, yeah. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just let me, just yeah. let me not like this person, please. <laughs> so, um, I'd be really curious to know. Um, I do know that a value, something that my husband really has a hard time with is um, any form of hypocrisy. So like you say one thing and then mm-hmm. you go and do another. He's just like, as as mm-hmm. a Libra, I think that's the most offensive thing you can do to him. <laughs> so, he's like, mm-hmm. this is unjust. This is unjust. <laughs> <laughs> I have been lo- I'm right there with you, Keo. <laughs> that's right, because you get a mm-hmm. Libra moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, I want to give this yeah. to him. I want to. I'm very very curious to see what he says maybe we maybe if we don't get completely derailed with our next guest's uh theme and discussion we can we can come back to this and what other people can follow follow up yeah i know because i'm like would nigel even do this (laughs) i'm gonna hand it to him and be like can you can we do this can you do this and we'll see what happens (laughs) just so you know one of my core values we discovered through doing this exercise is vulnerability so can you do it (laughs) (laughs) can you prove it to me um, no, he's already done that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, he has. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deceive him into doing this homework assignment. But yeah, that would be really cool. I would love to know. And if there's any, any folks out there listening who feel like they want to do this assignment and want to share with us, I would be really curious, um, if like some other folks out there. Join the empathetic badassery it. club. 
Exactly. What would that look like? You know, I think when I think of badassery, I think of like John Wick. And so I'm like, what would empathetic badassery look like? And I was like, probably nothing like John Wick. It's like you would (laughs) (laughs) no killing, no car chases. I feel like it would look more like a Mother Teresa figure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With like a bubble gun if you're lucky. Oh, and... Speaking of our next guest, Hollis, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about who's going to be coming on over to yes. the process of progress? Oh, yes. I'm very excited about this because um, I've been I've been seeing her for a, a while from a health point of view. She also has her own podcast. Her name is Dr. Alicia Armistead, and she is the founder of Healing Arts here in New York which uses all muscle testing to um, help people establish a nutritional equilibrium. They help, I I mean, I feel like she'll have a better description of it, but I went to her via Megan Cusolino, Mm -hmm. who we've had had on the show, um, just because I was, I had become anemic and was having a hard time just rebuilding my, my nutritional support. And, um, and when I started going, I told Cease about it because she had recently read the Power versus Force mm-hmm. book, and which is all about muscle testing in a different capacity. And um, and I I just have to say that like it's been probably two or three months since going to Healing Arts, and I feel phenomenal. And I think that it would be it's just going to be really fun to talk to her about uh, muscle testing in general and then also (laughs) about her experience with, (laughs) yeah, but also her experience with, um, cause she, she, when she, when we spoke to her about being on the podcast, she spoke, she spoke specifically about talking about plastics and plastic use and how that affects Mm -hmm. our, our health. And, um, and I think also it'd be really fun to talk about muscle testing and psychology and how it works on kind of like a psychological level. So, yeah, <laughs> I know. So yeah, tune in next time for tune that. Next time for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, you sing and I have nothing to say. I'm just like, my voice feels halted right now. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be happening because Mercury is going retrograde. This is not how this usually works. Usually it goes retrograde and I'm just like, Wait, is it T H E I R or T H E Y apostrophe R E? I don't know. I'm gonna send it. Shit, that's the wrong one. Like that's that's generally <laughs> how my linguistic skills go. So I don't know what's going on with this is singing it, crap. <laughs> what um what sign is it going retrograde in? Uh, it's in I should know this and I don't. Is it in Gemini? I don't know. Hang on. Hmm. Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> you were correct. It's going retrograde in Gemini. So, yeah. Going mm-hmm. retrograde in its ruling sign, or the sign that it rules. That should be fun. It was explained to me one time that Mercury is not malicious. He's just a trickster. And so that's why Mercury retrograde is really annoying, but it's kind of rare that something really horrible happens. It's not like, a, I don't know, mm-hmm. a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, coronavirus. 
but <laughs> um, it's, 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 yeah. And so it's like Mercury just being like, poke, 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 stop it, stop it. I just want to get shit done. So Cecilia, would you say that that's one of your more enjoyable parts of Mercury retrograde? This is a fantastic transition. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. So wanted to end on what we found the most enjoyable and the least enjoyable about Mercury retrogrades because they happen three times a year. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're happening all the goddamn time, but they only happen three times a year for three weeks. And so Mm -hmm. I would, I would say, I would say the part that I like the least is definitely all of the car accidents I see. Like, oh. I, I generally see a lot more car accidents during Mercury retrograde, um, and that causes delays and, tra- you know, it's just, it's bad travel. Um, so, and I don't like that. And I, and on a more selfish level, I definitely generally trip up on my words a lot more. I have a harder time mm. just spitting out what my brain is doing and cause you know, Mercury rules Virgo as well so we we feel it pretty hard too um Mm -hmm. and then the thing that i like about it going retrograde is that once i got used to the fact that you're just not going to move forward as fast as you want to um having the excuse to i i i've learned to come to appreciate going back and making sure a project is done right um Mm -hmm. like and also just kind of accepting that that's what has to be done um it's like no this is this is what happens during a retrograde and i usually reconnect with a lot of friends over mercury retrogrades Mm. so yeah Mm -hmm. like already i've like reconnected with a few friends um you know things are opening up from the pandemic but i think it's still closely tied um yeah it's nice yeah those are my those are my pros and cons mercury retrograde Mm. i like it i like it i like that last one Mm -hmm. for sure um there have been many times where i've run into people that i haven't seen in a long Mm -hmm. time um like it will end up in the same subway car or something and it's like that's always really fun um but i would have to say that my yeah, I guess my the 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 one that I I always notice and I don't know when I implemented this but particularly when it's Mercury retrograde because I do so much email communication and I do so much work digitally um I got in the habit of just like literally triple checking almost every email and every mm-hmm. project that I before I send it out because I am naturally prone to spelling errors and missing and making spelling mata- mistakes you in are? my design projects and so Oh, well, yeah. then you do a fantastic <laughs> job of covering your tracks. I have never noticed. And I am, I am, oh, I am yeah. your typical like nitpicky Virgo editor. So well done. <laughs> I think, I think I've just been lucky in your sense, or maybe you just gloss over it because you love me so much. But it's seriously a, like a, it's been a lifelong really? problem. A uh, little. Yeah. Little side note, I blame it on because I was taken out of one preschool mm-hmm. and then put into a different preschool or no. Yeah. 
kindergarten, taken out of one kindergarten and then put into another kindergarten right as I was learning how to not spell phonetically. Mm. And I never learned how to not spell phonetically. And so everything that comes with like spelling and like all sorts of stuff is just like, you know, it just created a, 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 it just set me on the track of like not necessarily spelling well, being grammatically correct. All I'm, of those I'm, things, I'm, so. I'm really floored right now. I don't know why this is such a big deal. I just like found out you were like a fake blonde or something. It's like, wait, what? You're not. Just so the audience knows, in case you know what she looks like. She's a real blonde, but it's, it's me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Continue. But... Yeah, but all of that said, during Mercury Retrograde, I am, like, hyper on top of mm-hmm. all of it. And so I actually feel like I'm I'm better communicating <laughs> okay. sometimes. Um, so that's something that I, I really enjoy about it. Something I don't enjoy is that, and this is probably, well, it's mixed. I really don't like how... how in just mass culture, Mercury retrograde has become like the automatic go-to thing to just blame shit on. Um, Because I feel like it's another example of how astrology is, is misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I know everything about astrology. I definitely don't, but it's one of those things that I'm like, there's a lot more to this than, than what's just like on the surface but that said, I also appreciate that Mercury retrograde is part of like regular conversation mm-hmm. now and that people like a lot of people have heard of Mercury retrograde and it's like, it's normal. It's even so, in, in the bitmoji. There's, there's, there's a yes. Mercury retrograde yeah. bitmoji. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's what I got. All right. Those are good ones. <laughs> Those are good. Those yeah. are really good ones. Yeah. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think our next, I think our next interview is, well, no, it's not. It's right before. It's right before. Mm-hmm. So everything should still go mm-hmm. off without a hitch. And uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and leave us a glowing, glittering review. If you want to connect with us even more, and we'd really like that, check us out on Facebook at Process of Progress Podcast, on Instagram at Process of Progress Podcast, or our website, which is, you guessed it, processofprogress.com. There, you can email us, check out show notes, and learn more about the two of us. If everything's yellow, you've found the right place. Till next time. time.